0: I won't be bad like my mama never thought I'd be bad like you never thought you'd ever see me bad. Oh please, me. oh please, oh please, oh please. Oh oh! Woo! oh. I won't be bad like my mama never thought I'd be like you never thought you'd ever see me bad. Oh please, me. Oh please, oh please, oh
1: please.
0: oh. oh! I wanna live like a wild badger. I wanna eat everything for free. I wanna take everything for granted. And I wanna drink from the seven sea. And ain't nothing has gotta stop me. I say nothing, gotta stop me. I won't be going like my mama never thought I'd be, but like you never I want to know and then forget everything I want to be like a pile of pebbles skipping over and into a pond And ain't nothing's gonna stop me And ain't nothing's gonna stop me I won't be bad but like my mama never thought I'd be Yeah, 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 yeah I want to be there
2: You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Danny's Box of Surprises with Bad. Thank you so much, Danny's Box of Surprises from Israel for sending me that track. Thanks, Danny. Danny's Box of Surprises, Bad. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with, from Seattle, Washington, Big Eyes, who are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, next Friday, July 19th, as part of the Dead Ghosts record release party that's happening with Big Eyes, the Ballantines, and the Dead Ghosts at the Electric Owl. Right now, to prepare you for Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington, going to play something by The Shivers from Milwaukee with Teen Line. Here's The Shivers and coming up, an interview with Big Eyes from Seattle. you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Faith by the Ballantines. And before that, brand new from the Dead Ghosts, Rocky Said. Rocky, Rocky, Roky, R-O-K-Y. Perhaps a homage to Rocky Erickson? I don't want to read too much into it, but I can read this much into the band that performed Rocky Said, The Dead Ghosts, that they have an amazing version of a Penetrators song on a brand new compilation that's out. Check it out at Ganza Net. Ganza-Net. A Penetrators cover. But that there was an original. Rocky. Rokie Said by The Dead Ghosts. And before that, from Belgium... The Kids with Fascist Cops. And to begin, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, The Shivers with Teen Line. Coming up, an interview with Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington. And of course, Big Eyes are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada next Friday night as part of the Dead Ghosts record release party at The Electric Eye, with special guests, Big Eyes, and The Ballantines. And if you keep listening to the Nardwaard Human Survey Radio Show, you're going to get rewarded with an interview with Big Eyes, but also you're going to get rewarded with some maybe perhaps tickets. So keep listening to see if you can win some tickets to next Friday's gig at The Electric Eye in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right now, to further prepare you for the band known as Big Eyes, gonna play something right now by a band that Kate from Big Eyes was in previously, Cheeky. Here is Cheeky with He-Man Woman Haters, and in an interview with Big Eyes on the Nardwar The Human Serviette Radio Show. You're listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Are you there?
3: Hello, I'm here. Who uh, We're here. Who
2: are you?
3: I'm Kate. I play in a band called Big Eyes. I'm Dylan. I also play in set band.
2: <laughs> I'm Chris,
4: as well. I play in this band.
2: Wow, we have the entire band on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. We miss it for the world. Now, you guys are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada next Friday night as part of the Dead Ghost Record release party. True. You're playing at the Electric Owl in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is correct, right? It's true.
3: I've never been there, but that's all information is correct.
2: Before you guys have brought your voices live here on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, I've subjected the listeners to a whole bunch of music. And I was going to ask you about some of this music because one of the bands that I played was The Shivers. What can you tell the people about The Shivers and the song Teen Line, Kate?
3: Oh man, I love that band. They're from uh, Milwaukee. They used to open for like Cheap Trick and stuff. I think, like, late 70s, early 80s. And uh, you got song teen lines about calling into, like, one of those teen hotlines where it's, like, a suicide line, but I'm not totally sure. But I love that song.
2: Where did you first hear about the Shivers, and how did you hear about them?
3: Um, Well, I used to tour a lot with uh, a bunch of dudes from, from Milwaukee and Wisconsin and stuff, and they introduced me to them, and then I just automatically loved it
2: also played a track by cheeky who is cheeky kate from big eyes i played get out of here by cheeky oh man that's my old band it's cool that you found that actually sorry i made a mistake i played he-man woman haters by cheeky oh, yeah I, I tuned in like halfway through it but that
3: was really cool to hear that on the radio now, did she I? Cheeky never did a whole lot of touring or anything.
2: Who exactly wasn't cheeky? For the people that don't know, and what was He-Man Woman Haters all about?
3: Um, I'm trying to think exactly what that song is about. Uh, well, it's definitely just about going to shows, and uh, that, that band was three three girls and one dude, and uh, so we just kind of were, would write about things that we hated, usually, which is pretty funny because a lot of big guy stuff is all about that too. But um, I was the singer and I played guitar, and then my buddy Angie. Played the drums and she also sang a little bit. And she plays in a band called I Nico, I think is how you say it now. And then uh, my buddy Kate Watkins played bass. And our friend Brian Schleier played the guitar. He plays bass in that band, The Babies,
2: now. And then after that, played something by Coke Bust. Oh, Coke Bust. That's what that was. Yeah, we just played with them like last week. Now, maybe two weeks ago for this one. What can you tell the people about Coke Bust? kate from big eyes because one of your former members has something to do with the gig you played right das was up what's das was up oh that's what's up that's cj our old drummer he books shows in seattle and he does a damn good job and he's the guy that hooked you up with coke bus because coke bus are amazing yeah they're great actually i've known the drummer chris moore for a few
3: years um which is how which is kind of how that happened but um but yeah
2: that's what's up. And that was placed at the Black Lodge. That's where Coke Bus landed. They were placed at the Black Lodge. What's the Black Lodge in Seattle, Washington? Because we're speaking here to Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington. Have to ask you about the Black Lodge. What's the Black Lodge?
3: Um, it's a DIY spot. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It's pretty big. I think they can hold like maybe 150 or 200 people. We've played there a handful of times, and it's just a really fun venue. It's all ages. So everyone can come and, uh, I don't
2: know. And then after the coke bust kicked into some unlovables with the song Jersey boy, Kate from big eyes from Seattle, originally from Jersey, Long Island, right? What can you tell the people with the unlovables?
3: Oh man. I love that band. I used to go see them all the time when I was like 16. Um, and there was, uh, I don't know. They used to always just play all the time in New York. And I, you know, when I was 16, I was able to go to the, the knitting factory and a lot of some of the 16 and up venues. But, um, yeah, and I know Mikey Erd plays in that band.
2: And now we're all up to date with all the music, and we're all up to date with Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington, who are live here now on the Nardwar of the Human Serviette radio show and Big Eyes are coming to Vancouver next Friday night to the Electric Owl to play the Dead Ghost record release party with the Ballantines as well. The Ballantines! Yeah, they're great. They're our buddies. So, Kate from Big Eyes, you're an expert babysitter? <laughs> I am. How'd you know that? I actually, we're at the house that
3: I babysit right now. I just got off work at 4 o'clock, and I called you right as soon as I got off, and so we're just, we're just hanging out at their house.
2: And how does that come in handy with your bandmates? For instance, who are your bandmates again, in case people are wondering? Who else is in the room there with you?
3: Oh, we got Chris.
4: Hello. Uh,
3: he plays the bass. He's from Reno originally. We got Dylan. What up? He plays the drums. He lives in Tacoma.
2: So Chris and Dylan, how is Kate on the babysitting? Is, do you get babysat by her? Have any of her skills come out with band dealings?
4: You know, for for as much as time as she spends watching kids she's still pretty childish herself.
2: <laughs> Has it helped in crowd control situations or Kate? Like you're playing all ages gigs and you're a babysitter. Have any of your babysitter instincts come forward?
3: Uh I don't know. I'm actually I feel like I act pretty different when we're playing shows than when I do when, when I'm babysitting.
2: There's nothing kind of the same, nothing? Like, you never look at the crowd and go, oh, okay, what do you usually do when you're babysitting? I guess in case people are wondering if they want to get into that career there, Kate.
3: Oh, well, I played a lot of Lego Mindstorms today. Played some uh, some freeze tag. It's pretty fun, actually. But, uh, yeah, I guess regarding to the, the crowd control kind of thing, if, they're, you know, if the kids are getting out of hand or people are getting out of hand, I will you know, speak my mind and see what's going on.
2: I first heard of Big Eyes through Razor Cake Fanzine. Razor Cake Fanzine.
3: Oh, yeah. I did an interview on that. I have a big, two big boxes of them in my house.
2: I noticed that they also filmed you at Vince Lombardi High School. What's that like, the Vince Lombardi High School in Pomona?
3: Oh, that place is great. That's another all-ages DIY kind of spot. Um the one thing that's annoying is they always have too many bands on the shows. There's always like five or six bands on on shows, which is a little too much for me, but we always have a great time. And the last couple times we were there, uh, it was like, oh, it's always like someone's birthday or there's some kind of celebration, and they're like throwing toilet paper all over the place. And there's a, there's a lot of good bands in Southern California.
2: Kate of Big Eyes, you're heavily influenced by a Canadian, aren't you? Which one? You're heavily influenced by a Canadian. Kim, Kim Mitchell? Oh, yeah, Kim Mitchell? Going close. Getting cl- You guys know Kim Mitchell? How did you discover Kim Mitchell?
3: Oh, man. Actually, a, a couple of years ago, we were hanging out in, in Ottawa, and a friend of mine, he uh, assumed that we would know who he was, because I don't think he, he's super Canadian. I don't think he realized that um, Americans don't really know who Kim Mitchell is, but he showed us the way, and now we are obsessed
2: And now you're ready to go for a soda. Yeah, might as well. It's another Canadian that you're heavily influenced by. Rafi. You love Rafi. Oh, I do. It was my first concert. I didn't realize he was Canadian. Yes, although he's originally from Egypt, I think. He is basically Canadian. We claim him as Canadian. Rafi, Canadian.
3: Man, I had no idea. Yeah, my mom uh, took me to see him when I was about two or three. And she loves to tell the story all the time to friends. She said I was... uh, Standing on my feet, like, pumping my fists in the air and jumping around going crazy.
2: You guys do seem to have quite a few Canadian connections. Like, for instance, on Grave Mistake. Grave Mistake, record label, home of the school jerks. Oh, uh, yeah. Of who? The school sco- jerks. Oh, school jerks, yeah. The school jerks. And it made me think... What is the shortest song that big eyes have? Like the school jerks, they have a song called No Parole that's like 33 seconds. What's your shortest song?
3: Oh man, I can't, I can't name it off the top of my head, but I think we do have a couple of songs that are just under two minutes maybe. I'm not totally sure.
2: Dylan, have you ever played 33 second songs in any of your other bands?
4: Uh, I'm sure I
2: have. I just don't remember. Because you were in some skate punk band called the Electric Armada, right? Uh, It wasn't really a skate punk band.
4: Uh, I think Chris was in a skate punk band <laughs> um, <laughs> called Oververt. I'm sure he has some 33-second songs. That was Electric Armada. Hey, electric I- Armada was uh, an, the second band I was ever in, though, when I was like 16, um, which was kind of a weird phase in my life.
2: <laughs> well,
4: I guess... Change music.
2: Well, why was it a weird phase?
4: Oh, uh, just being in high school and kind of uh, getting into weird, like, drugs, I guess. And, like, <laughs> uh, heavily influenced by my friends and their music and, I don't know, things like that.
2: Dylan, what's it like when Kate comes up on stage and says, we're big eyes from Seattle? How do you feel when she says, we're big eyes from Seattle?
4: Uh, it doesn't really b- bother me. I mean, Tacoma is my hometown, and that's where I live right now, But uh, and I have a lot of Tacoma pride, but uh, I understand that people don't really know where Tacoma is and that it's a lot easier to say we're from Seattle than two of us are from seattle and the other one lives in tacoma so it's
2: understandable now isn't chris chris aren't you from reno i am yes so you're from reno kate is from long island dylan you're from tacoma it's a bit complicated i mean you're new to seattle so i guess what i was wondering is when you play reno or when you play tacoma could you say hi we're big guys from reno hi we're big guys from tacoma could you do that have you thought about that
3: No, it's not a bad idea. I really feel like we do have a lot of hometowns. Like Whenever we go to Reno, it always feels like we are playing a hometown and Tacoma and New York, too.
2: Dylan, specifically, Tacoma, you guys played at the Fifth Dimension House. Is that a house in Tacoma that gigs happen, or is that a venue?
4: Uh, Yeah, it's a house. It's like a DIY house. Um, It's pretty cool. They're uh, really good about having shows there. They just converted their entire garage um, into a show space. It's like soundproof. Um, and everything but uh yeah so i mean it's, it's a really cool spot but uh it's probably not good to talk too heavily about because it's still like an underground like
2: space how many gigs have you done in tacoma as big eyes like your triumphant return to tacoma in a brand new band big eyes how many gigs have you done there was it a triumphant return
3: I don't know. I'd
4: say probably, like, five shows or so. Um, I mean, I've been in the band for, like, ten months or so. So, I mean, not too often, but whenever there's, like, a cool show or something we can jump on, uh, we always do. So, it works out nicely.
2: How about in Reno? How have the homecoming shows been in Reno there, Chris?
4: Oh, it's wild when we go home. I mean, I I left Reno uh, to move to Seattle to start playing in Big Eyes. So, everybody back home's, you know welcomes, welcomes us with, uh, with open arms and our shows are great. We always play with great bands at, 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 at cool places. And, um, yeah, it's always, it's always a good time. Always, um, always looking to go back there.
2: And Chris from big Eyes, I noticed in Reno, you guys played at the Holland project. Is that like the Vera project? What is that like the Holland project? Holland
4: project it, it is associated with the Vera project. Um, uh Britt Curtis had a lot to do with it. She was living in Seattle and she I know she had a lot to do with the Vera project and she moved to Seattle and it was a long time going but it um they finally got a, a good space and they have a lot of good people on their staff and um yeah it's it's the it's the DIY um, all ages uh venue in in Reno now and they also do a lot of workshops and uh, um art events and it's uh it's a really positive thing for Reno.
2: How about for Seattle, Washington? Is the Vera Project the main all-ages place? Because you guys played the Black Lodge. Isn't that all-ages?
4: The, uh, the Vera Project is one of the main all-ages venues because the Black Lodge, and there's other books too, such as the Josephine, that are all-ages places, but still, there's still a good chance that you'll go to the Black Lodge or, some, or somewhere like that, and there won't be a single person under 21 there anyways. But the Vera Project has a good underage crowd. They have a lot of high school volunteers, Um, and people that are just getting into the scene.
2: Kate from the band Big Eyes, coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, next Friday night to The Electric Eye, playing with The Ballantines, and it's the record release party for The Dead Ghosts. That's next Friday night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and we're speaking here to Big Eyes on the Nardwar The Human Serviette Radio Show. Kate from Big Eyes, I was curious, what's the difference... Between selling a guitar and trying to sell off an old bandmate, i.e. get a new bandmate into the band. Like, Chris, <laughs> he's, what are the differences? Because you sold a guitar, right, on Craigslist. What's the difference between selling a guitar and then trying to get Chris or Dylan in a band? How hard is that comparing the two? Like trying to get Dylan
3: or Chris into big eyes versus selling my Mustang on on Facebook or whatever? Yes, Oh, I don't I don't really see the similarity, but I did manage to sell that guitar, although not on the internet. I just uh, I put it up at one of our, our, our shows in uh Washington DC with a sign that said five hundred dollars and then someone came over and bought it. Do you
2: know but, if they uh, were they in a band or anything like that? Um,
3: I don't know. It was a pretty fresh face kid. He had braces on. <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um but yeah, I
3: don't know. When I Asked Chris to join the band. I had plans to move with CJ, our old drummer, who, you, who we were talking about just a few moments ago. And um, I means he didn't want to move to Seattle and relocate the band. And we called Chris, who had previously moved here and previously tried to join the band. And so we called him and knew he would do it and said he was down. So now we're here.
2: And how about you, Dylan? How were you approached by Kate? Had you heard of Big Eyes before?
3: Yeah. Uh,
4: so I have a friend in Tacoma named Tyga. Uh, who's in a band called Criminal Code. And, uh, he was kind of having trouble with the drummer. So I filled in with him and his band for a little while. And we played a lot of shows with Big Eyes. And, uh, then, yeah, I got a call from Chris that was just like, hey, can you just fill in for a few shows? Because we're looking, we're looking for a drummer, um, just until, uh, you know, everything works out. But, uh, I ended up filling the spot and playing a few shows. And then they, and then they uh, asked me to just uh, keep playing with them. So that's how I got in the band.
2: Chris, when you joined Big Eyes, and are speaking here to Big Eyes, on the to Human Serviette radio show, did Kate go over any of your influences at all?
4: Uh, did Kate go over my influences? No, not, not too much.
2: <laughs> because you're into Big L, aren't you? The rapper, Big L.
4: I do like, I do like Big L. So did Last you... Black and dangerous.
2: Did you bring some of that Big L dangerousness to Big Eyes?
1: No,
4: no, not at
2: all,
1: not
4: at all. We're not a rough bunch.
2: How about a love of motorbikes? Like, your dad is into motorbikes. Did you bring a love of motorbikes into Big Eyes? Uh, Me and Dylan both have a love of
4: uh, motorbikes. I actually just cruised over here on my my 81 Suzuki GS750 that I just got. Not running too well, but I went back to Reno two weeks ago to pick it up. Um, uh Dylan rides a, you, an 05 Sportster. So uh, Kate's actually the only one um, that doesn't ride a motorcycle in Big Eyes.
2: Kate, have you considered riding a motorbike at all? What would you say? Have you considered riding a motorbike at all?
3: Um, I actually don't even have my driver's license because I'm from New York and no one has their license there. And now I'm lazy and won't get it out here.
2: But maybe it'll be a good time to start, right? Wouldn't it be amazing, like... Touring? Have you guys thought about that touring on three bikes?
4: We'll get a sidecar for
2: Kate. <laughs> that, I think that will be incredible.
4: It'll connect right in the middle of both our bikes, so it'll all be connected. <laughs> it's quite strange.
2: Kate, you moved to Seattle, Washington, you lived in Long Island, now that you're in Seattle, have you checked out any of the legendary spots in Seattle, like for instance, Egg Studios, home of the Young Fresh Fellows, home of the Fastbacks, Madani recorded, have you checked out Egg Studios at all?
3: Um, No, we've never gone to check it out, but it's definitely something I've heard lots about, and lo- uh, many of our friends bands have recorded there, so it's always something that's on my mind but uh for this last record we went down to portland and did it with our buddies.
2: i guess i was thinking because the fastbacks recorded there and kurt block is an around town type of guy have you run into kurt block from the fastbacks at all
3: no I never, i've never met him I, I think i heard that he may have been at one of our shows once but uh i never went, i never met him or anything
2: i think he loves going to gigs so that probably is true does keppy ghoulie live in seattle keppy from the groovy ghoulies No, I think he was in Sacramento. We just played with him a couple nights ago. That was really fun. Does he hang out in Seattle a lot? Because I've seen him listed playing in Seattle an awful lot. I think he just tours a lot.
3: We're we're playing with the Groovy Goolies in September.
2: Kate from Big Eyes, when you guys are touring, what sort of phone bill do you guys run up on your smartphones while touring?
3: Oh, actually. um, None of us have, like, iPhones. Chris has, like, a BlackBerry kind of phone, but um, Chris is is not on his phone very much. I'm probably on my phone the most, but I have unlimited texting. I just have one of those old, junky phones with, like, a keypad. uh, Oh, yeah. Our roadie Jen, she she has an iPhone, and she's constantly on it, and she's always talking about how close she's getting to going over her mitts.
2: I guess that's what I was curious about, if you've heard any horror stories of people going on tour and coming back with a huge $100,000 bill.
3: I've mostly heard of Canadians coming to America and forgetting their phone was on and then going home to a $1,000 phone bill and stuff.
2: When you guys are on tour, I notice photos get taken, particularly in an Imposed magazine. Where was the picture of you guys in a hot tub taken in an Imposed magazine?
4: That was Salt Lake City um, at our buddy John's house. He uh, he was out there for work. He uh, does audiovisual work, and they gave him him and his buddy a rental house. A giant house with a hot tub. Uh we had a we had a pretty good night. We went, and, um played a good show in Salt Lake City, went out to a bar in Salt Lake City, which was the weirdest place. You could probably go to a bar, they have strange liquor laws out there, very portioned shops. I don't know, Canada's like that too. But Salt Lake's a little worse. Uh and then yeah, we just spent most of the night in that hot tub. It was it was the greatest night ever.
2: Is that the first time that you guys have experienced hot tubs after playing? Are you going to want a hot tub now every night after playing? Is it the first hot tub you guys have had?
4: Um, I I don't have a hot tub at my house, but I do have a giant jacuzzi tub, (laughs) which I do enjoy getting in every now and then. (laughs)
1: Uh,
4: uh, It'd be kind of hard to fit all of us in there, but I think we could do it. We have a show in Tacoma on August 5th. Oh, wait, no, we're not doing that. Uh, well we were, but I was gonna say we could all get in it afterwards.
2: <laughs> what happened, speaking of water, at Sled Island this year? You guys didn't get to play. Did you get any makeup shows? Were you trapped there at all? It was terrible. What happened?
3: Um, well we actually we were lucky enough to not be on the exactly on the way there. Like we had a show in Regina and then we got a phone call that morning that we were about to drive to Calgary and they said, Do not come, like whatever you do, like turn around, the roads are all closed, so we went down through Montana and managed to get a last minute show in Missoula.
2: How did that work out?
3: Um it was great actually. It was just uh you know, it was thrown together, we we were supposed to play Split Island for two days, the Friday and the Saturday, and so Friday morning when they said not to come, we just uh drove to Missoula and we didn't get there till about one, so what we did was we planned ahead and had the show the next night. And there's probably about twenty people there, which is nothing, you know, crazy or outstanding, but for a last-minute show like that. It was really great, and and people bought merch, and people were really into it, and we had a great night.
2: Dylan, what happened at the border? You guys had to play your LP for the border guard?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was
2: actually
4: uh, coming from Canada back into the States. Uh, So it was... uh, It was in Detroit, and, uh, yeah, the border guard was just like, oh, you guys are a band. What kind of music do you play? And... We told him we were like, oh, we kind of play like Ramonesy, like kind of punk rock and roll type stuff. He's like, oh, can I hear it? <laughs> and he played it and he was like, oh, this is old school.
3: <laughs>
4: and then he let us through. It was awesome.
2: That's amazing that you said punk. Were you afraid after you said the word punk that he may take you in for questioning because you said the word punk? Or do you think punk is accepted that much at, by border guards now?
4: Uh, I don't know. Uh, he seemed like a nice young kind of like alternative border guard if that makes any sense he wasn't like an uptight like uh i don't know crazy uh i don't know republican <laughs> uh like we get most of the time so it was cool that was actually one of the easiest border crossings we had coming back into the space so it was what, nice.
2: what song did you play for the border guard like if people are listening and wondering mm, what song did the border guard hear? what song did you yeah. choose carefully for the border guard
4: uh, put the first track off our new record on, on on "Nothing You Can Say."
2: So was it just all ready to go, or did you actually pick that one on uh, well, purpose?
4: I had my iPod plugged into the stereo, and uh, I had it on my iPod, so I just scrolled or scroll through and put it. Yeah, I just put that song on. He listened to it for about two seconds,
3: <laughs> and then he's like,
4: "Oh yeah, all right, Go on through
3: some old school stuff
2: from Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington." And Big Eyes are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada next Friday night, opening up for the Dead Ghosts, and the Ballantines are playing as well as part of the Dead Ghosts record release party at the Electric Eye. Back to Seattle, Washington, where do you get Alligator in Seattle? Chris, you like Alligator, right? Where do you get Alligator? Where do you
4: get Alligator? I don't know. where you, um, I've never had Alligator in Seattle. Uh, I've only had alligator in, uh, Louisiana.
2: That's what I was curious about. Where possibly would you get alligator in Seattle? I need recommendations of alligator places for us alligator eaters got, to check out?
4: I got alligator in Tacoma. Whereabouts? Um, there's a, a little, like, a uh, festival in Tacoma that happens every year in, uh, at the end of June. And, uh. They they have, like, a bunch of food vendors and stuff, and there's a vendor that sells alligator on a stick, and it's delicious, let me tell you. <laughs> Deep-fried alligator <laughs> with hot sauce. So good.
2: Chris, are you going to go and check it out then?
4: Yeah, that sounds like uh, something right up my alley. Kate. Wait, no, we can't. We, it's gone. It, it already happened. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wait until next year, next year. Yeah, maybe
2: next year. Kate, is there any food in New Jersey that you miss? Um, Well, I'm actually originally from Long Island. I'm from
3: Long Beach, but uh, I'm trying to think of food in New Jersey. I do like the the fat sandwiches and the grease
2: trucks. And how about in Seattle? What do you like in Seattle now?
3: Oh, pho. Pho and Rancho Bravo.
2: (laughs) What's there? What do you have there?
3: Uh, At Rancho Bravo, it's like really cheap, kind of crappy Mexican food.
2: And when Big guys comes to Canada, you guys are big fans not only of Canadian rock, like Kim Mitchell and Rafi, you're also into the Canadian candy?
3: Oh man, yeah. I love Canadian candy. I really like the Wonder Bar. That's my favorite.
2: What? And Big Perk. A lot of the Canadian candy is not available in the States? Like, have you ever looked for Canadian candy in the States? Oh yeah, no, it's it. not
3: even right across the border or anything. It's it's weird. I'm sure there's specialty shops, but if you just go to the gas station in the states, you can't find like a, a Wonder Bar or a Mister Big.
2: How would you describe a Wonder Bar or an O Henry or a Coffee Crisp to people that don't know what they are?
3: Oh man, I don't. I'm just a big candy fiend. So pretty much, I think a Wonder Bar is kind of like a kind of like a Snickers, like a peanut butter Snickers. It's got the caramel you know, peanut butter and the chocolate, but, um, I don't know, I just, I think, I just get excited because we can't have them here, so I just, like, kind of go a little overboard on the candy.
2: Kate from Big Eyes, you guys sold your van. Who bought it? You sold it for only, like, 900 bucks? Oh, we actually, we haven't found a buyer yet, so if you know
3: anyone who wants a van that needs some engine work, but it's still a, a pretty, pretty looking van.
2: So are you renting a van right now?
3: No, we actually had to buy a second van, so we're technically owners of two vans right now. But uh, one is not in the best shape, and the other one is in great shape. It's a much newer van. we got a 99 Ford. Yeah, kind of a line.
2: Is that the best van to have, do you think? What are some dream vans that you'd like to get? Is that a dream van? What vans have best the best ba- vans?
3: Oh, I want a Sprinter. That's like my life
2: goal is to have a Sprinter. Could you describe I'm the want a fe- limo. What's the dealing with a limo? Uh, oh, did you say you want a window or a limo? No, limo. Are there windows in your vans? <laughs>
4: uh yeah, there's a lot of windows in our vans. I want a flying carpet though.
2: <laughs> Kate of Big Eyes, tell us about Sheila Marcello. Oh, she's our buddy. Well, I actually met her through CJ originally,
3: but um she lives in North Jersey, and she's a tattoo artist right now. She drew our uh, a handful of things for us, but the the biggest seller that she drew is that three eyed cat T-shirt
2: that we have. That one sells so, like crazy. Her art is amazing. Did you meet her in the tattoo shop? Um, no. She's old friends with CJ,
3: our old drummer, and um, we met. That's how I met her.
2: You guys are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Big eyes. And we're speaking to Big Eyes on an Art to Human Serviette Radio Show. Did you really play a shed in Squamish, BC? We we did. It was so small. Squamish. Squamish.
3: Now, everyone how- was watching and going crazy and crowd surfing in this really tiny little shed, and the the uh, there's just so there's probably like 25 people in this insanely small shed, and people kept like. You know, slam dancing or whatever, and, and knocking into the light switch, and so we just kept playing in the dark, and people would pull out these flashlights and shine them on the fretboard.
4: And it was freezing cold. I wore I wore a jacket and gloves when we played that night. I remember.
2: Yeah, it was January, so December the pe- maybe. But the people shining the flashlights—that was helping you out so you could actually play.
3: Yeah, it was. It, it was really. It was pretty funny because people would knock into the light, and then the flashlights would all come on. But they, you know, they nobody had like a perfectly steady hand, and you know it's hard to just completely stand still while you're playing the guitar. So it's still, it's still pretty pretty hard to play. It's a little bit frustrating, but really fun.
2: How many times have you played Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Oh, probably close to ten times, I'd say. Do you remember some of the different times? Like one time you played with, like, New Sensei in the Courtney's?
3: Yeah, we did. In Audacity. In Audacity, that was at, um, what was that place called? Uh, um, Iron Road. Iron Road Studio. We played Iron Road, I think, three times.
4: Nightbirds and uh, uh, yeah we played there with Nightbirds too which was great and um, Bacon State uh, trying to think of, uh, we played a, a new space a little while ago with Criminal Code which was great also don't remember that where that was at
3: and then the last time we were there we played um, at the Astoria with the Valentines, and that show was great and
4: Greenback High and
2: Greenback High and Big Eyes you also played with the Dead Ghosts before in Portland yeah, we did. I think
3: uh that Summer Bummer. No Oh no no never mind. Uh,
4: that was totally wrong. It was it uh, it was our tour kickoff show with uh the Mean Jeans. Uh they played our, our Portland show and then they also played our uh L A show with uh Mean Jeans and Underground Railroad at Candyland on that same tour.
2: So having played Vancouver like 10 times, having played many cities like 10 times or even more, are you one of the most active bands touring that's out there? Are there any bands that tour as much as you do that are on your level?
3: Ah, let me me rack my brain right now.
2: Like when you're on tour, do you ever bump into the same bands that are doing the same circuit? Every time you do a tour, are they always on tour? Who have you bumped into a lot when you've been touring, even just by chance, even if they're big?
3: Oh man, well... I know Screaming Females, they they tour a lot and they're they're all friends and uh I know we've done a couple a few dates with them. I feel like when you go to Fests you run into a lot of different bands at like at the same time. Like Awesome Fest in in San Diego or The Fest in uh Gainesville, Florida. But I mean there's there's a ton of bands that probably tour about as much as we do, but I'm just
2: probably Torch.
3: Yeah, Torch. Yeah actually yeah we run into Torch a lot.
2: And if people want to check out the band Big eyes in vancouver british columbia canada check out at the electric owl not electric eye but it kind of works as well doesn't it the way it kind of all goes together like electric owl electric eye big eyes and i noticed there's also a band called loud eyes oh yeah that's my buddy
3: Nova's band
2: how does that work
3: what
2: is that how does that work out because didn't you play the same gig like loud eyes and big eyes played on the same gig
3: we did. We played together back in January, right around Mills' birthday. Well, um, we definitely the guys have been around for like three and a half years, um, and Loud Eyes I think just played their first show like last fall. So I think that they knew that we existed. They just wanted to name their band that.
2: I thought it might have been you going under a different name, an assumed name, perhaps.
3: Oh no! But we have talked before about doing a, a joke set called Red Eyes where we play. Big Eyes' songs, Super Slowed Down, so they're kind of
2: stoner rock. That's a good bandwagon to jump across. Like, Snoop Doggy Dog, now that he's Snoop Lion, he does all the tunes but slowed down. So I think that would work. (laughs) Clever idea. Have you guys played, Big Eyes, any gigs with top 40 punk bands? Any top 40 punk bands? You know, warped tourie bands? You ever played any gigs with warped tourie bands? No, one time uh,
3: before either of these guys were in the band, we got asked to play with Emily's Army, but we couldn't do it. But that's pretty
2: much. I'm trying to think of other bands like that.
3: Yeah, not really. Although I, we probably would.
2: <laughs> what was it like playing the Welty Commons in Jackson, Mississippi? There's a YouTube video of you guys playing in Jackson, Mississippi, in 2011. What was that like?
4: Jackson's uh, Jackson's an interesting city. Um, our friends. Um, uh, Marsh and Daphne from the Overnight Lows live there, and we've played there twice now. Um, it's it's always pretty, um, it's a pretty small scene, but there's a few people you always meet that um, everyone's incredibly, incredibly nice. They have great food there. You get a blue plate special at any restaurant for about four or five bucks. Uh, good Southern food.
2: <laughs> what was it like playing Big Eyes with Death Fix?
4: Oh, Death Fix was great, um... I've always been a big Fugazi fan. Uh, getting to meet Brendan Canty was was awesome. Uh, we played that show super last minute, and I mean Ted Leo was great as well. We had another show already booked that night that we were uh, scheduled to play last night, so we played. You know, showed up, played with, uh, stuck around and saw Death Fix and Ted Leo, and then uh, split and went and played a, played another show that night. Uh, where there was actually a box match right before we played for our friend's birthday. Yes, yeah, that gig was
2: great. That was one night. What's the most gigs you have played in one day? Have you played South by Southwest where you play like ten gigs in one day? What's the most gigs you've played in one day? Um, no,
3: we've never played South by Southwest. I think I think probably two is the most we played, but we have played two shows in one day, like quite a few amount of times. So I don't know if we've done three in
2: one day. No. I don't think we've done more than two. Kate of Big Eyes, what's the Brixton agency? Oh, that's uh, our
3: PR person, Talia. She works for the Brickson Agency. That's the one who she helps us out with some cool things, like getting our songs up on cool websites. She's actually working right now on getting our uh, our video up sometime, hopefully next week or the week after.
2: Have you guys been to the Burger Records store at all?
3: Oh, yeah, we played there a few months ago with our buddies, Audacity. We are on tour with them, and that was... Uh, we were coming back up the coast after going to southern United States and all the way to the east coast and stuff. Burger Records was great.
2: That tour you did with Audacity, you had a great tour shirt. I was a bit confused, though, by it, because isn't there only, like, five of you, but there's seven of you pictured on the tour shirt?
3: Um, there's four people on Audacity, and they're all pictured, and then there was me and Chris. Dylan wasn't able to come on that tour, so Thomas, the drummer from Audacity, filled in for us.
2: Who did the artwork for that shirt? It's amazing. Oh,
3: this kid James. He lives in, uh, do you know his last name? Yeah. I forget his last name, but I think he lives in like Oklahoma or something. Kate There's a lot of uh, stuff for Suicide
2: Squeeze right now. Kate, what was it like growing up on Long Island and being kind of isolated from New York City, but being so close in the same way? Like, don't Long Island people kind of like hate New York City and hate traffic and crowds and stuff?
3: Well, I'm from probably the one of the busiest uh, towns. Uh, actually, there's only two towns on Long Island, Long Beach and Glencoe, but I'm from one of the, the busiest parts of Long Island. It's a little bustling beach community called Long Beach, and um, I don't know, there's like 40,000 people in that town, and considering it's only two miles long and like half a mile wide, really there's a, there's a ton of people there. So I, when, I'm, I'm always pretty used to crowds because in the summer, there's like just tourists coming in all the time. Especially to the city, my mommy used to always call them train people." We'd ride our bikes around when I was a little, a little girl. Was like train people, train people. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's pretty much since I was like 14, I would start going into the city all the time. So what- it was always it's close enough where it's like even a, just a teenager can can get there by themselves or with friends, you know.
2: What was the boneyard?
3: Oh, that was my old house. I lived there for about two years two years. That's where I wrote the first batch of Big Eye songs and we uh recorded our first like our, our full song demo there. And we'd always had band practice there. And it's a great house. We used to have shows. Um yeah, definitely good I think I don't even know if Big Eyes ever played there, but uh yeah, we used to have lots of shows. It was a pretty dirty house but good crew of people in Crown Heights, Brooklyn.
2: And lastly, Kate from Big Eyes. I was curious. When was the last time that you wore a toque? Because you loved wearing toques, didn't you? Skull hats. You loved wearing them. When was the last time you wore a toque?
3: Oh, probably a couple months ago. It's been it's been pretty warm out here in Seattle, and uh, and we did like a June tour and everything. Probably last time I wore a toque was probably March or something.
2: But weren't you really into wearing a toque, like, for every gig? Like, you even wore it, like, in Florida? Like, were you attached to wearing a toque?
3: I did. I had this old black and yellow hat that I used to wear a lot in cheeky and then in early big eyes, but, um, I don't know. I'm grown up, and I kind of look like a little baby wearing a toque, so I usually don't wear it when we play anymore.
2: <laughs> Dylan! of the band Big Eyes, could you describe what each member of Big Eyes looks like? Since we're not live here on TV or anything, what do you see from when you're playing, when you're looking out there at the members of Big Eyes? Describe them. I guess there's no toque happening, is there? Uh,
4: <laughs> I I uh, see their butt shaking. <laughs> and uh, I see Chris's hair flailing all over the place. And I see Kate rocking out, playing solos and singing. And in between songs, I see him picking up their drinks and drinking, and uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting being in the back.
2: And then, Chris, when you turn back to look at Dylan, what do you see?
4: I see Dylan's beautiful, smiling face looking right back at me.
2: <laughs> and how about you, Kate? Are you looking at a smile, too, or are you not even looking back?
3: Oh, no, I look back a good amount, but mostly I do most of the singing, so I think Chris probably gets a better view of Dylan's beautiful hair and face, but Dylan's got a good box, you know, he's like boxed back and forth, he's got a good little
2: style. And of course, you can see all their faces, you can see Kate, you can see Chris, and you can see Dylan next Friday night at the Electric Owl here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Dead Ghosts record release party with Big Guys and the Ballantines, and coming up to end the Narwarada human serviette radio show right now have a bunch of tunes I was gonna play big eyes sort of related first off was gonna play something by big eyes what can you tell the people about nothing you could say and being unkind
3: oh those are the uh, the first two tracks that we released off the album nothing you could say is the the opening track of the of the album and it's a rocker it's a I don't know part of it's kind of Fast pace. We got the the classic big eyes drum beat, and then the uh, the verse gets a little bit more chilled out. But
2: um, and is that the one that pleased the border guard? That's the one the border guard loved, right?
3: It it is. He said it, it was an old school border
2: guard he, border guard he, pleaser. Sorry. Oh, the, sorry, the second song is being unkind. Oh yes. Yeah. that's
3: that's a poppy one. It's a. Uh, that was a major chord pop song. Got the classic big eyes beat in it, too. I feel like like most of our songs have about three different drum beats. So, <laughs> and, a, and then if I I c- know, they're, both, they're both songs of heartbreak and sadness, but played by people who are having a lot of
2: fun. And if I can, I'm going to try to jam in a bunch of other tunes. Maybe you could tell the people a bit about these bands. Taco Cat, going to play some Taco Cat, Spring Breakout. Taco Cat.
3: Yeah, those are our buddies. We actually, um, we shared a practice space with them for almost two years. We actually just had to move out of it, but um, yeah, they're great. I've known them for years.
2: Taco Cat from Seattle, Washington, also going to try to jam in some Homewreckers featuring Christy Road. What can tell people at the Homewreckers?
3: Oh, man. I haven't seen them playing in a long time, but I've known Christy since I was about 18. We actually had a band together when I was 18 or 19 called Nervous Wreck, but the, uh, nothing ever came out of that, like no recordings. But, yeah, she, she's great. She's a trip. I haven't seen her in a while. But I love love Chrissy Road. And earlier on... Yeah, she a really cool picture of me one time where it looked like I was uh, eating my guitar strings.
2: She's done a lot of album artwork, hasn't she, for different bands. Oh, yeah. Any other bands that you'd recommend that she did album artwork for? Um,
3: I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, there's a lot of bands that play like the Fest or something that would, that would probably like her artwork Like I mean I like her artwork too But I feel like it's it's definitely got a specific style at this point um, No specific band by name though
2: And if I can I'm going to try to jam in as well Some Paul Collins beat Who you guys played with You played with the beat? Oh yeah we just played with him back
3: in May um, And we played with him a couple of other times Back when we were still an East Coast band We originally met him at a Record Store Day I think in like 2000. I'm not sure if it was 2010 or 11. I think it was 2011, but um, yeah, he's a sweetheart, and he he really he seems like he likes Big Eyes a lot.
2: And you almost played a gig with the kids, but they canceled. And I played the kids earlier on in Ardwater to Human Serviette Radio Show. What happened there? The kids from Belgium.
3: Oh yeah, they uh, they got denied. I heard that they got to Amsterdam, and they were going to get on their airplane, and then uh, they totally just got denied. Like I don't know if they had the right border information or something, but.
4: They didn't have work permits, and someone actually in Seattle saw the posters for the show and and blew the whistle on them and, and, called, and called it in, and they're like, hey, this band is going to try and come to the States, and I'm pretty sure they don't have work permits, and they looked into them and, uh, yeah, held them up at the border and, and turned them around. They had to cancel their whole tour.
2: How did they know somebody saw the poster? That's really weird.
4: The show is too well-promoted, I guess. I don't know, just some, just some piece of work. Jerk. Jerk, yeah. <laughs> trying to ruin a bunch of people's people's time, you
2: know? It's too bad that same border guard that let you into United States of America so kindly and wanted to hear your tunes wasn't working on that. Man!
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, also on this past, we had some lady in, uh, we were trying to go up to Winnipeg and she didn't like our paperwork and denied us.
2: Uh-oh. So, it happens to the best of us. And it's weird because sometimes the Winnipeg border crossing works out quite well. In fact, I once heard a story years ago, I guess things have changed, but that particular border crossing going into Canada is okay, but not going into the States is a bit rougher, but going into Canada, I'd heard years ago that Green Day were coming up to do a gig and they pulled up to the border guard and the border guard said, where are you going? And Green Day just said, oh, we're just visitors. We're just going to check out you know, Winnipeg. We want to see the sights and all that. And in the border guard... Turned to them and said, no, you're Green Day. My daughter is putting on a gig for you in our house. Come on through. was crazy. That was the last Winnipeg border guard Canadian connection I had. So I guess they've got a bit meaner there now.
3: Yeah, she was really, she wasn't that mean, but she definitely, she could have been a little bit nicer.
2: Well, thanks so much for phoning into the to Human Serviette radio show. Big Eyes from Seattle, Washington. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all?
3: Keep on rocking in the free world. Come to our show. Are you going to be at
4: our show, now?
2: I am indeed. And also, we can actually offer to the people, because they've tuned in this long, or just tuned in now, or maybe they tuned out, some free tickets to the gig. Next week, we'll take the first two callers to 822-2487-822-CITR, citr 822- 822 2487 604 UBC CITR. If that doesn't confuse you, it isn't that much. 604 UBC CITR 822 2487 604 822 2487 UBC CITR. To win free tickets to go see you, Big Eyes, who I've been speaking to right now, plus the Dead Ghosts, it's our record release party, and a Valentine's next Friday night at the Electric Owl in Vancouver, British Columbia. Can that uh, phone it, and we'll put your name on the guest list. So, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwa, to Human Serviette Radio Show, Big Eyes. Why should people care about Big Eyes? Why should people care?
3: Because we're still... <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. We're just, you know, busting our butts. I think we're doing a pretty good job. We're definitely a hard-working band and we put a lot of heart and soul into it. You know, we're not really planning on a I don't know. We just can't take what comes our way. So I think that everyone should at least give us a, a shot.
2: Well, thanks so much, big guys. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do do